Ladies and gentlemen, days and thems of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied podcast. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn today, as your dungeon-occupying story weavers, we wish to help you as players and dungeon masters from the aspiring to the veteran with questions and ideas for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. In this episode, we're going to discuss combat and how to make combat a little less crunchy for those who don't like it. So Thorn, one of our, yes. our biggest issues, especially with our personal games, is that we have so many damn people uh, and it takes ages to get through combat. So... Yes, it does. That, that's, <laughs> it's an ongoing thing. Yes. And it's, I, I'd like to say it's nobody's fault. I mean, to be honest, there, there's a few rules you should follow as a player. We've went over this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest thing is know what you're going to do. Yeah. You have your player. You're in combat. Yes, there might be eight people before you, but look at your player. Know what you're going to do. You can study. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That, that makes everything go just a little bit smoother. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things that we've done in our games to make it a little more interesting and also things that we're going to uh, instill moving forward uh, that we've found from various podcasts and and different things. Um, Some of the things that I know you and I have put through already is uh, awarding uh, a small little reward for actually being ready. You know, if uh, I've done it where I have a little sand timer, and if they make their move uh, within a certain amount of seconds, then they get a plus one to their their attack, um, and you know different things to kind of reward being expeditious. <laughs> yeah, uh, on their turn. Uh, but there's other things that we've talked about um, off camera, I guess. Um, about how to make combat a little more interesting. I know one of the things that we've done is is just role playing uh, the the attacks and the uh, the general um, round. Yeah, and and like one of the things that I like doing that actually one of the the first times I saw it was was uh, in the Foreververse on Geek and Sundry mm-hmm. uh, was when a player defeats an enemy, it's it's how would you like to do it? Right. And that gives them the creativity to come up with their own way of killing. And some of them can be pretty cool. Some of them can be funny. Some of them, you know, it's just whatever they, they feel like. Mm-hmm. But it it gets, it keeps them involved. It keeps everybody else involved to hear that. Right. And I think one thing that I'd like to point out to our listener story weavers and and players is that it doesn't just have to be um, the the how do you do this a la killing blow because uh, I know like critical role was big about that Matt Mercer uh, every time somebody kills that's what they do as well is how do you want to do this but you can ask your players you know hey uh, you're casting. Um, firebolt how does your uh magic manifest and that gives the player a chance to talk about how if they have a magical tattoo maybe that 
that tattoo glows or maybe it swirls through their hand before the the fire bolt comes out maybe their fire bolt's not red maybe it's purple maybe it's green it doesn't matter it's just however that magic manifests it's not just the warlocks that have pretty colors with their magic <laughs> it can exactly. be anybody <laughs> exactly and and force is actually really big on it he likes doing that too yeah but there's there's several things that you can do uh in combat to make to keep your players uh like focused on mm -hmm. and it's uh you've mentioned it before is every round roll a new initiative yeah uh, so that one I got from, uh, Dungeons and Randomness, uh, Jason Massey is the DM for that one. Uh, he started, in, uh, integrating at the end of every round, uh, just like Thorne said, we roll a new initiative. What he does is since they use, um, fantasy grounds, uh, for online play, he just takes all the initiatives and just re-rolls it himself instead of having to bog down the game with everyone re-rolling, uh, those numbers he just writes down everybody's name puts it in a random generator and boom there it goes and he just clicks re-roll every time the the round ends and so that way you know if you're last in the initiative on the first round you could end up getting two turns because you could technically you know if you're the last one in the round and then all of a sudden next round you're the first person in the round then you technically get two turns and that's kind of cool and the way that he um explained it and rationalized it is that if you're in combat looking at it irl in real life um you're not gonna just do this turn-based thing you know where okay i'm gonna hit you and then and then you try and hit me and then i'll, I'll do it again that's it's not how combat works um and so he he said you know if we randomize it a little bit maybe we rationalize that oh you know, okay, you got the drop of my guy at the end of the round, uh, in the the beginning of the fight. But now, he's he's gotten his bearings and he's he's catching on that we're in a fight, and now he's ready to go and he's a little bit quicker than this other person. Um, and so it it just makes it where you can't just get stuck, uh, in in the uh, the monotony of it. You know, because if I was the last person, I've done it before, and you know, I feel bad about it now. But you know, oh, I'm at the end of the round. I'm nine people deep, plus NPCs and and bad guys. Uh, I've got at least a half hour. I'll play on my on my phone and be on Reddit for a little while, and then you know, towards the end of the round, then I'll say, okay, let me look at my character sheet and and be ready. But you're you're just not engaged when you're doing that that's a big thing is is to be engaged in battle because some things can happen that you can play off of mm -hmm. and that that you know it makes it more fun when you can you know a player uh say cast cast fireball and you can time it to where after the the flames dissipate you're just flying through the air to, to sink a, a battle axe into this uh bad guy and mm -hmm. it makes it more fun it makes it more engaging and keeps everybody else listening like they're watching a movie right and I, I think one of the things that story weavers can do if you want to try and get your players to do this is legendary actions it is one of the biggest things that 
sometimes gets forgotten um, as a, as a story weaver. We're trying to get through combat a little bit more, but even if it's not a dragon is the big one that has legendary actions, right? Even if it's a uh, a city guard, have them have a legendary action. It doesn't matter. It's you're not giving him legendary resistance. He's not suddenly overpowered, but you can give him a small reaction to do on somebody else's turn and it makes it seem uh more action-packed because there's something else happening during during combat you could just you could have a you could have a city guard that has the uh, the feet repost and so as a reaction counters an attack um on your on your party member or have a uh, a very simple if he's the the sergeant at arms you have a reaction on somebody else's turn that either bolsters his uh, his compatriots as like a, a a buff of some kind, or it's a um, attack command and gives one of his underlings an extra attack on on somebody else's turn. Those little little details like that it throws people for a loop because we're not always expecting it. We're just expecting like, oh, okay, yeah, I see on the stat tracker, you know, Thorn's next in line. I don't have to worry about anything. And then all of a sudden, hey, Illidine, on, on Thorn's turn, the city guard comes up to you and 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 stabs you instead. And you're like, wait, it wasn't his turn. Well, that's his legendary action. <laughs> it, it's just, it's something extra to do. Adds a little spice to it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Salt Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Salt Bay style. And, and don't forget when your characters are in the middle of a battle and they miss. I mean, how often are you really actually going to miss? Right. Uh, it, have it glance off the, the armor or, uh, you know, clang off a shield or he parries it or something. Yeah. Describe you can definitely it. get theatrical with it. Um, and uh, I've, I've heard not just glancing off of things, but uh, I believe it was Matt Colville who talked about just ex pure exhaustion that, you know, if you've, if you've been in combat for a little while um, and, you know, coming from, I have a, a little bit of a martial arts background. If you've been sparring for more than five minutes, you're tired. If you guys are actually going all out, like it's, it's, you know, and we're talking about life or death situations here where we're using swords and bows and arrows and magic and things We're we're talking about these guys that yes, they do train, far more often than even modern day martial arts i'll argue but they they still are going to get tired their their armor's heavy the sword is heavy you know they're constantly trying to dodge they're trying to weave in and out um you can have it to where the reason why it glances off the the shield is because this this one swing just didn't have as much oomph behind it as the one previous, you know, um, different things like that. Just get theatrical with it. I mean, even even if you look at like stunt uh, stuntmen scenes in Hollywood, like they always have somebody that like might not do a, a great punch or they they're tired. You know, uh, Jason Bourne got tired in the second movie when he was beating the guy with the toilet seat thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, like, you know. It's that's tiresome. the most realistic that, that's the most realistic thing once you get by three or four minutes you're 
you're wiped out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, but you got to go 10 rounds just to get to a minute. So yeah. that's about the most realistic thing because it's, it's quick. Battles are quick, quick, quick. Yeah. Even though it takes a long time to play them out, they're not very long. Right. And the reason why, because uh, a lot of people, I, I guess, have issues with that type of system. I don't know why. But the reason why uh, Watsi and D&D has this six-second round is because we don't want people uh, jumping on each other to fight. So, like, if Thorn and I are in a party uh, with two other people and we're in this combat, if Thorn and I are trying to talk over each other, nothing's going to get done, and it's going to be even longer of a slog. So that's the only reason why they advocate for the... Uh, uh, the initiative tracker it's just so that everybody gets a turn it all equals six seconds which is why a lot of times you'll see in actual play podcasts and um, streams is that yes your character can say things but the dm does have to cut you off at a certain time because you're only allowed six seconds it can be argued that you can talk while swinging a sword but not like a whole sonnet <laughs> Exactly. It's not like you're going to have a whole conversation while you're swinging a sword or something. Right. That's not realistic. Yeah. I mean, it, the Princess Bride gets away with it just barely. <laughs> That's because it's a, an amazing movie and hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see you can use your left hand. <laughs> um, oh. So, I'm using... Uh, Using these 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 tiny details, these theatrics, um, small tricks to uh, to get combat a little bit uh, more interesting. Um, all we're doing is uh, trying to help the party stay engaged. We because I mean we want we want that that RP moment uh, even while we're in combat because if let's say a party member dies, you know. Um, if everyone's on their phones and it's not their their character sheet and they're not paying attention and they're just playing games until it's their turn, you're not going to get the emotional response uh, for somebody dying. Um, I have had a character die where three of us seemed to care and one of us just really wasn't there for it, you know, Um and it was interesting because the three of us that were paying attention when the DM, you know, described uh, this assassin's blade uh, going into my kidney, like he he went so deep into it, <laughs> you know, the, the guy, the, the guy used a, a rogue move, obviously, to get behind me. Um, he stabbed me in the kidney, you know, he just went so deep into it. And the three of us were enthralled and, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I did tear up a little bit when my, my character died. Um, I didn't dislike my, my DM, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but it was just shocking. And then you look over, and I won't say his real name, but like let's just say Tim. Tim's just over there on his phone going, huh, what happened? And you're like, well, there goes the entire mood of the, uh, of the moment and of probably the rest of the game because Tim wasn't paying attention. Right. I mean, and it, it happens and it's frustrating as a DM, but yeah. you, you can't, you, it, 
you can't always take it out on them. You can take no. them to the side, talk to them later. Don't do it in front of the group. Say, hey, listen, you know, you're missing some of the good parts in there. I want to make sure you're enjoying this. Is this not what you like? Right. And uh, I know it kind of puts them on the spot, but at least one-on-one, it's not coming like you're attacking. Yeah. And you don't even have to do it that night. I mean, you can text him, uh, him or her, uh, and and text them and say, hey, you know, I, I noticed during the combat, it, it just didn't seem like it was your thing. Is there anything I can do? uh to make it more engaging for you uh was it just taking too long things like that and if it really is just like hey this combat like yeah it it took us two hours to get through you know 10 rounds of combat i get it it is frustrating especially as a story weaver like yeah we want to move on uh but combat i would argue is just as important as role play you're playing this game you're you're playing this game for a reason and you know the the mechanics that we have uh a lot of them some people would argue are specifically just for combat <laughs> um and so there's there's gonna be at least one combat uh in your campaign it doesn't matter when but if somebody legitimately says it took forever to get through things I really wish people were this. I really wish this happened. Listen to those things that this person is uh, saying. You know, everyone's opinion's valid. Um, And so if that that person just says, you know, hey, it took forever, you know, so-and-so didn't know what his turn was, Uh, you know, the the combat didn't really seem all that engaging because it was just, you know, stab, stab, roll, stab, stab, roll over and over again. Then... You take that and you talk to the other side of the party and say, hey, you know, I'd like to get everybody engaged. Let's try this. Let's try, you know, changing things up a little bit. And that might just fix it. You never know. Um, yeah, you have to be you have to be willing to give criticism as well as get them. Yes. Without getting your feelings hurt. Yeah. And speaking of feelings hurt, uh, let's talk about character death. Bum, bum, bum. One of my favorite favorite topics (laughs) so i mean you and i are on the same page but listeners the the biggest thing that we like to express and we've probably said it in at least half of our episodes is that you just can't take character death personally it's it it does happen you know if if you are the type of person that doesn't want character death you have to tell your story weaver at session zero I don't want my character to die. And then more than likely he, he or she is going to ask you for workarounds because you're still going to get to zero hit points at least once in a campaign. I mean, it, it's just, it's inevitable. <laughs> I usually do it quite often. Yeah. Well, you like to try some pretty crazy things and get smacked down for it. <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing is this is a fantasy world. And so a lot of times, you know, some of the horror stories that I've read on on Reddit, it was about miscommunication and unrealistic expectations. I am not a physicist. I'm not going to try and bring physics into the game. If I'm going to say, hey, this thing happens. Well, how does that happen? Fucking magic. I like that's all I got. <laughs> this world has magic. It it does. Yeah. Like I like to say, this is my world. I am God. <laughs> because I said so. Yeah. 
and you know it's not like we're not trying to to lord over the the story weaver role because uh, we do still believe that we're facilitators but there are certain things that you just can't nitpick, nitpick against you know if the city is floating in the air how does that happen fucking wizards like that's you don't ask like magnets and crap no it's fucking wizards and yeah. you know if if some guy uh tries to jump over the dire wolf and th- do this crazy somersault and he happens to land a, a, a natural 20 then you know what the god that he follows in the pantheon uh blessed him uh and his his extra acrobatics for that moment and it happens why because it was fucking fun that's it <laughs> like, yeah. you just you just can't can't take everything so seriously all the time we're playing the game uh to have fun you literally cannot win D. and anyone who tells you so you shouldn't play with it's yeah. just it's the way it is um and so for character death it's the same thing it's not you that's dying it's your character that's dying and yes it can be dramatic it can be emotional and you could you it might elicit some tears but don't take it against the other party members or the story weaver and say no it's this is it's your fault i wouldn't have died if this happened even if something like that happened i i can't think of an example but maybe uh, maybe they did a force damage spell and you failed your your constitution saving throw and got pushed off of a mountain and then fell to your death okay yeah but maybe there's something that you could do to save your character or maybe the party can resurrect you you know when you've got resurrection in your campaign like there's not a lot of like <laughs> yeah i mean it's an etch sketch man shake it and you're over <laughs> yep <laughs> um and you know that's that's something that i'll probably talk about in another episode because i think i'm uh, i'm slowly doing away with with uh, resurrection spells in my world um but you know even for that moment if you know that your party can cast resurrection and they happen to have a diamond role play that out role play your dying breath role play the party getting upset uh you know when thorns uh characters were getting beat on uh he was playing uh these two twins male and female and the brother was i mean gonna die and i mean uh tara was the the female character she you know he he described her screaming and and running after uh the enemies and her brother and seeing him fall and you know i described a bunch of uh arrows turning him into a pincushion basically and we we really went at it at this scene and it was dramatic for everyone did he come back to life yes (laughs) but that moment was amazing (laughs) yeah very emotional yeah you know so it's 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 those little things you know you can't just let it ride you know um and if you really 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 don't want a character to die then you have to say it at session zero let your 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 party and your your story weaver know you know hey i'm not really into character death um if i go into zero hit points um let me be just straight up unconscious you know something like that and that's something that everyone has to agree with you know because it does it does take away a part of 
the dramaticism. It takes away part of the risk. I mean, that's all we're doing, baby. We're just adding risk and going through. Like, that's the only reason why we're adventurers is to go, like, if we didn't want risk, we would just be farmers and role play that. <laughs> and there's RPGs for that. There are. And you can honestly, you know, I, I am an advocate if you like the D the D and D um, mechanics and you don't want to learn something new, you can do a story about just farming or just about running a city or things like that. But I'm gonna make it where it's gonna be dramatic if I'm the one running it. Um, you know, and I've I, I'm doing a a, a happy go lucky one on one. Uh, with Raven right now and she doesn't want character death she doesn't want you know and it's kind of funny because one of her NPCs was dead and is now resurrected but that was at the beginning of the game um, and so you know we talked about it and we talked about the workarounds um, and I know how I'm going to to set up so that there's still drama there's still some kind of risk that she has to take because otherwise we're just we're playing a rpg video game and i just tell the you know describe the 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 picture and she walks through it and then i describe a new picture and she walks through it and then i describe a new picture and you see where i'm going you gotta have risk <laughs> yeah yeah me and like me and in, in my campaigns i'm all for the day yeah uh, but in in the games i run I like to torture more. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of, I get a lot of joy from that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Robbie's uh, campaigns are all about like just being uneasy. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I do take a little bit from the, from the uneasiness when I'm describing certain things. Uh, but Robbie is just a master at it. His, his descriptions of body horror and, and, dungeon gore is very 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 good um hi robbie if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> um so other than that i, I think that's I, I think that's the end really realistically yeah i mean there's there we gave you a lot of ideas to do it's up to you to come up and you have to do the descriptions you have to you know implement these little things and it, it's going to make your battles uh, a lot more enjoyable. It might not always make them shorter, but it will make them more enjoyable. Yeah, so that's going to be it for this episode. Um, take what you want. Don't take what you want. Um, if you guys use any of the tools that we have uh, talked about this episode, uh, let us know. Um, you can email us at thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you tell us a cool story, we'll read it on the uh, on the podcast and shout your name out. Um, but other than that, good luck on your games. And remember to check your dungeons, because this dungeon is occupied. Hey, y'all. Certainly hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, consider giving us a review on the platform that you found us on. And if you haven't done so already, give us a like and a follow. It goes a long way in helping us get the word out and grow. Speaking of, we're on uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean app, Amazon Music and Audible, and also Listen Notes. So if you know somebody who uses one of those, uh, let them know that we are now on there. 
Uh, and if you guys want more exclusive content, you can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month and gain access to our Discord channel where you can ask questions, share ideas and stories, and even search for one-shots and campaigns to join within our little community. Uh, and if you have a cool story or a topic that you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can email us at thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Good luck in your dungeons. This dungeon is occupied.